I was uh, wrapping presents while waiting, and I just realized I wrapped half my presents in happy birthday paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically a birthday party. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> that dog says happy birthday, too. <laughs> it's a very delicious dog. Is your dog named Jesus? <laughs> we named the dog Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the Advent Calendar House's season finale, sponsored by Tiny Tim's Razzleberry Dressing. I'm the founder of this feast, Mike Westfall, and not unlike Fozzie Bear's mother and a Muppet Family Christmas, we've got a trio of guests packed to the rafters in the house today, so let me start by introducing everyone. First, author of the Haberdasher series of historical romance novels, Sue London is here. Welcome, Sue. Thanks, it's really great to be here. Next, from Discoverography, the podcast about music discovery and discussion, Jonathan McFarlane is here. Hey, Jonathan. Howdy. And finally, returning guest Joey O from Why Not Radio is back for an episode that's actually going to go longer than 12 minutes, hopefully. Welcome back, Joey. Hey, I avoided the icy patch. Hooray! Finally, someone heeded the warning. (laughs) Only took seven, eight episodes. Well, thank you to the three of you for helping me close out this first December in the Advent Calendar House. This has been an extremely fun month for me, revisiting some of my favorite old Christmas specials and TV commercials. And I wanted to end strongly with something related to a Christmas carol, but I couldn't decide which one. So I had the crazy idea, why not do a bunch all at once? And that idea eventually mutated into what we'll be doing tonight. We're going to play a little game I like to call a Christmas Carol All-Star Cast Draft. We're going to hold a sports-style draft in which we each create a cast of core characters from a Christmas Carol. Wow, that's alliterative. Uh, (laughs) So for the sake of time, I sent you guys out the rules ahead of time, and I've cut the cast we're drafting to just eight key players. So we have Scrooge, we have Bob Cratchit, we have Tiny Tim, Jacob Marley, we have Belle, and the Ghosts of Christmas Past, Present, and Future. So for each of those roles, we're going to draft a portrayal of that character from the pool consisting of any retelling, variant, or parody of A Christmas Carol in pop culture. I opened it up to film, TV, stage, radio, comics, commercials, other books. If it's in pop culture, it counts. And since there are four of us, we've had to each create short lists of our favorite portrayals of each character, because here comes the fun part, the ground rule I've set for this draft. We cannot pick more than one character from any one version of A Christmas Carol. So, for example... If I draft Screech from Saved by the Bell from the episode A Home from Christmas as my Scrooge, I cannot later draft Slater as my Tiny Tim. That's not on my short list, uh, but we're going to each end up with a cast of eight different adaptations from A Christmas Carol, so I'm excited about this. Yeah, but how do we keep score? Like, <laughs> how do you score points with fantasy it's, Christmas Carol? I don't think anybody's going to win this. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. <laughs> Everyone's a loser. <laughs> I think we may illustrate how we lose. It's like whose line is it anyway? The, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Exactly. So which brings us to the draft order itself. I currently have open on my phone draftpicklottery.com where I've input our four names in alphabetical order by last name. Sue, Jonathan, Joey, and myself. Is this like draftkings.com? I guess so. <laughs> they should we be a sponsor. I should have mentioned $100. <laughs> 
screen is being recorded, so you all know that this is a legit process, or as legit as draftpicklottery.com on the internet is going to be. Lineup card. Okay, pick number one. I gotta tap each one here. Jonathan has the first pick. Great. Okay, number two will be myself. Three will be Joey. Woo! With leaves, Sue at number four. But we are going to be using what's called the snake draft format. So we'll pick in that order, Jonathan, Mike, Joey, and Sue. And then Sue will pick again right after that. I'm going to move my spreadsheet around so I don't forget that order. Did everyone else make an Excel spreadsheet, by the way? Because I did. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, not, not, didn't go spreadsheet, but I do have a, a, a text edit. That'll do. Oh, remember text edit. I haven't used that in a long time. So the snake draft format works. We go one to four and then four to one and then one to four for eight rounds. And one final reminder, you can fill your eight rolls in any order. So Jonathan Scrooge does not have to be your first pick. If you really have your eye on some other actor for some other role. And you know what? Let's just get started by having you make your first selection, Jonathan. Oh, uh, well, you've got to go with Scrooge since he's the main character. And, uh, I mean, to me, there's no more obvious choice than uh, Scrooge McDuck. I mean, Scrooge is right in the name. Oh. <laughs> I thought him or maybe one other was going to go first. Uh, Scrooge McDuck was not on the top of my short list. But, okay, well, Jonathan, tell us why you chose Scrooge McDuck from Mickey's Christmas Carol. That, that was 1983, I believe, right? It was. Okay. Um, Honestly, it's like 75% because his name is already Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I loved I loved the um, you know, the Duck family when I was a kid cuz those cartoons were on in the after school time. And uh, that's one of the versions of Christmas Carol that I saw the most because it was always on. Yeah, it was always on. I remember seeing it in the theater. I forget in front of what movie it was from, but it was I want to say either Sleeping Beauty or The Jungle Book or some Disney movie that was re-released in 1983, and they stuck a half-hour Christmas special in front of it, which I guess Disney thought would work again this year, and that didn't turn out so well, did it? <laughs> uh, that that snowman thing was an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Coco yet, but... And, and now Coco is great. It's the short. That's the problem. No. Did you just call Olaf an abominable snowman? He's some, he's some kind of abominable. Abominable. Yeah, I didn't realize when my movie theater advertised it without the short. That was supposed to like seduce me to come. I, I hadn't realized that. <laughs> and like, I mean, it was one of the. I knew it was in front of it because there's always a short. I didn't realize how long it was. It had just kept going. <laughs> oh my god! I remember them announcing that. I think they announced it way back in the summer. I guess to give everyone enough of a heads up. This is like, listen, we know this thing's a half hour long. If you don't want to sit through it because you're Tired of Frozen Mania, which is still a thing down here in the Central Florida tourism area. <laughs> you might want to show up a half hour later than your scheduled start time. My showing of Coco started 45 minutes after the advertised showtime. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. So did anyone else have Scrooge McDuck on the top of their shortlist? I actually moved him off earlier today, but he was up there for a long time. Okay. And I had a very exciting Dark Horse second choice that if no one else mentions i want to say it because it's the dumbest thing i think i've ever seen okay well we after all of our scrooges are gone we can go through that 
Mickey's Christmas Carol, in my opinion, is the greatest version of Christmas Carol. I love it. I have it memorized. Ooh. I love Alan Young's performance as Scrooge. So I would have taken him, but I'll, I'll get to him if I pick there. But I, I just want to say how much I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. Was Mickey's Christmas Carol Alan Young's first appearance as Scrooge McDuck? It might be. It obviously creates ducktails. It does. I remember there being an, an animated version of Uncle Scrooge sometime in the 60s, I think, when... when Walt Disney was still alive and doing a whole bunch of those educational bits with Jiminy Cricket and Ludwig John Drake. And I want to say uh, Scrooge McDuck showed up at one point there, but it was a different voice actor. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember it now. According to Wikipedia, Scrooge McDuck is a fictional character created in 1947. Yes. Well, he dates back. He originated in Disney Comics, which ran forever. So he was already a popular character in in comics the first voice 1960 was dallas mckinnon dallas mckinnon oh we're looking him up did carl barks invent scrooge mcduck yes yes wikipedia says he did according to wikipedia provided we can trust this why would they lie about it (laughs) i know well i figure you know one of us can get in there and start editing just to lead the others astray (laughs) dallas mckinnon the voice of gumby what and Archie Andrews in, in the Filmation Archie series and the primary voice of Buzz Buzzard in Woody Woodpecker. That's a range. Wow. <laughs> Gumby. Wow. <laughs> oh, he did kind of everybody. Wait a minute. Animation. Gumby. Pokey. Prickle. Nopey. Prickle. I love Prickle. Also, oh, Deep Cut. The voice of Courageous Cat. Does anyone remember Courageous Cat? And Minute Mouse. Yes. Was it Minute Mouse or Minute Mouse? I feel like I've seen that. I think it's Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. That was on like yeah. really early in the morning when we were little. Oh, yeah. Really early on like That's Saturday just, night. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that guy was guy was a regular Seth MacFarlane or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh ho, ho, ho. Relative of yours? <laughs> Probably <laughs> if you get back far enough. You should send me some money. All right. Well, Scrooge McDuck is out of the running. And Jonathan, that means you may no longer draft from Mickey's Christmas Carol, which puts me second and... I'm going to go to my short list. Before he's gone, I'm grabbing Michael Caine from Muppet Christmas Carol. Michael Hello, Caine. I'm Michael Caine. I'm off the ball. Michael Caine. <laughs> but humbug. There's more of gravy than gray for you. And I'll be sitting in a cafe, and you'll be drinking a very specific type of coffee. And then I'll know you're happy, Master Wayne. <laughs> he's my favorite Scrooge and my favorite... Was he my favorite outfit? Mm, I don't know. I think Michael Goff still tops him from 89 Batman. but Ephraim Zimbalus Jr. He's my favorite Alfred, but I'm not sure it's a fair comparison because he's the only Alfred that's given something to do besides stand around. <laughs> right. Well, Michael Goff finally had his day as Alfred in Batman and Robin when no one cared anymore. That was a great Alfred movie. Yeah, McGregor Syndrome. Yeah. Tell us why you love Michael Caine as, as Scrooge, though. Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite version. Uh, it took me a while to get to that because I was a big fan of Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, which I'm sure will come up at some point in this draft. That was one that I had on tape, and we'd watch it year after year after year. But in my heart, my earliest Christmas memories always start with the Muppets and John Denver and eventually Muppet Family Christmas, which I've covered earlier this season. With CT from Nerd Lunch, that's episode two. 
please check it out. We counted every Muppet in the farmhouse. <laughs> but to me, Michael Caine, I think the reason I he's my favorite Scrooge is that he brought his A-game to a Muppet movie. He's like, he told Brian Henson, I'm going to portray Scrooge like I'm on Broadway. That's how serious I take this role. And he loves talking about it now. He loves telling people, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I've sung in a movie once. With who? Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Not too many people get to say that and be telling the truth. So good on Michael Caine. You know, and I, hmm. Now I can no longer pick from the Muppet Christmas Carol, (laughs) which is the big dilemma for me. Because there are a few others where this was my top choice. But okay, a double-edged sword, self. Good job. Joey, you're up. All right, I am not going to pick a Scrooge because looking at my file here, I have more Scrooges than anyone else to choose from. So I'm going to go for the roles where there are less options because some of these characters are not in every iteration of Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. True. They're skipped over or they're very minor. So I'm going in a completely different surprise direction. I'm going to pick a Belle first. Oh, Belle is not in a lot of these. Uh, just last night, because I had to like cram in some more Christmas carols, is I watched the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol because uh, it was free on demand, oh. and it was wonderful. And of course, Patrick Stewart's you know a treasure and an incredible actor, and I thought it was really great. Um, you know, Fred is not on our list, but I really liked. Oh, I can't think of his name now. The guy who played Fred in it, uh, I had it in front of me a second ago. He's from The Wire, even though I never saw The Wire. Um, Dominic West. He's been in a lot of stuff. But I, I can't imagine him being Fred. He was, That's he weird casting. <laughs> also, if you want to see the big book of British smiles in TV movie form, watch A Christmas Cow with Patrick Stewart from TNT. <laughs> uh, so I found out when I saw the, the, the cast, Belle is played by Laura Frazier. Do you know who that is? I have her name written down here on my short list. Oh. But uh, <laughs> remind me who Laura Fraser is. She was Lydia Rodarte Quayle from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a pull. I saw her name right away in the credits. I'm like, oh, I know who she is. Oh, okay. Perfect. Sure. So I am choosing her as Belle. So I have a Belle already before any other ones vanish from the board. Smart pick, Joey. It was either her or uh, or uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Is he an option? <laughs> As, as Bill. <laughs> it's a fantasy draft. He's got to be at the top of your list. Unfortunately, he is no longer available. Second Marlins reference on this podcast. Yes. In the series. Yes. Yeah, back in the Rugrats Hanukkah special episode, I compared Stu Pickle's giant gaudy menorah to the Marlins home run feature, which is an abomination of a thing in the outfield. When that lights up. But it's very Miami. But you can go back and check that out. That's episode six. All right. You, Joey, may no longer pick from Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol from 1999. Sue. Yes. You're up. Are you ready? I am ready. Well, since apparently we're going to go straight for Belle, I'm skipping my original picks, which we're going to be pretty deep cut anyway. And I'm going to grab Robin Wright. Oh, no. From the 2009 animated Disney Christmas Carol. Oh. Uh, Film which I actually do not like, but how can I not pick Robin Wright? I I'm, I'm nope. sorry, but apparently I just <laughs> you just took a third of my bell list. <laughs> <laughs> she was my number one. I'm sure for similar reasons. 
right? Availability. <laughs> Availability. And I mean, how can you deny having Princess Buttercup as, as your number one pick for your leading lady? Princess Buttercup. Well done. Um, so I, I did rewatch it last night. It's the first time I've actually watched the whole thing. Um, definitely not my favorite version. Oh, no. But Robin Wright's in it, so it was worth it. <laughs> good pick. Very good pick. So, um, and then since it snakes back to me, right? It sure does. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead. It's a tough choice between these two, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the only Tiny Tim I really love, which is Tweety Bird. <laughs> oh, is that yeah. from Bah Humduck? Um, no. It's Bugs Bunny Christmas Carol. Bugs Bunny uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. They, yeah, they did that a few times. Okay. Yeah, now I have to go look it up. I, I watched it last night, actually. Did you? And yeah, it's it's a Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes Christmas from like 1979, okay. and the first segment is a Christmas Carol. Okay. Bah Humduck apparently happened like 20 plus years later. Okay, yeah, that was a recent one. Yeah, Bah, bah Humduck is 2006. And it came up in another podcast I was listening to because everybody's doing their Christmas uh, episodes. Can't imagine why. <laughs> I mean, and there are all sorts of things I rule out now. I can't have a Yosemite Sam Scrooge. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a tough pick. I feel your pain. But worth it. Joey, we're back to you. All right. Um, I think I'm going to pick a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at my ghosts of Christmas future here, I think the best option is the one that my wife and I quote all year round even though he only has about two lines in the special. And he doesn't usually talk at all, because he points out that Scrooge is the richest man in the cemetery. Oh! It's yours, Ebenezer. (laughs) That would be Pete in, as I said, my favorite version, Mickey's Christmas Carol. So I can't use the other ghosts. I can't use Goofy as Marley. Mm. Bob Fretchett. Um, so yeah, I'm picking Pete as the ghost of Christmas future. Your second reference to Jim Cummings this season, Joey. Is he Jim Cummings back? Is Jim Cummings that long? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think it is. If only there was a way to look it up. Okay, ghost of Christmas future. Oh, you're correct. It's still Will Ryan. My apologies, Jim Cummings. Again. All right. Still Will Ryan. Also the voice of Willie the Giant, the ghost of Christmas present. So he was doing double duty that night. All right. Filling in my my color-coded board here. Yeah, that rules out a lot for you because you just said Mickey's Christmas Carol is your absolute favorite. Up there with shredded wheat and cranberry sauce. I know. My absolute favorite. All right. Well, we got two bells gone, and it's my turn. So... I better hurry up and pick Karen Allen as Claire Phillips in Scrooged. Oh, nice. That was my number two. Wow. We have the, we had the top, we had the same top two bells. Can't believe my number one. (laughs) This was a tough choice. I had a lot of uh, Scrooged characters on all of my short lists. If I can't get Robin White, right. This is absolutely the second one. Well, I don't know. There's another one. Mm, There goes uh, Carol Kane kiss her goodbye yeah she was uh, she was i think my only one number one pick but 
That's all right. Still plenty in my pool left. But Karen Allen just is perfect in this leading lady role in Scrooge. She's the down-the-earth to Bill Murray's Bill Murray-ish that this needed. <laughs> but her uh, turn in Christmas Future to kind of a older, shrewder, angrier was also very, very well acted. All right, Jonathan, back to you. Your number two pick, sir. All right, I guess go ahead and finish off Bill here. I'm, I'm kind of surprised no one took who was my number one, which is Wilma from Flintstones Christmas Carol. Oh, <laughs> well done, sir. Tis the season to be sharing, Fred. <laughs> she does pop up at the end of that Cocoa Pebbles commercial we talked about, but just as a cameo. But um, from there, I think I will also take a ghost. And the uh, question is, which one? Lots of choices for these, and, and that's what makes all of these variations fun. Uh, I'm going to go Ghost of Christmas Future with the Joker. Oh, from Batman Noel? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, since I'm next, I'm pulling Catwoman from uh, as my Ghost of Christmas Pass from that same graphic novel. I'm looking this up. I do not know Batman Noel. I wonder who the ghosts are. It, it's a very loose adaptation. Yeah, very loose. From uh, 2011, I believe. Yep. Batman is in the role of Scrooge here, and the of course. the story is being told by Bob, and a former thug for who worked for the Joker. Bob the Goon. Oh, I wish it was Bob the Goon. It's it's Bob and the Bob Cratchit role. But I mean that that's probably the inspiration, but it's not. Could be. Like super obvious in it the thing. Yeah, I don't think he looks like Bob the Goon. You are my number one guy. <laughs> uh, but you have Catwoman in the role of the Ghost of Christmas Past, who kind of gets Batman and just like come play with me, and they go to their old stomping grounds, and and here Batman's like kind of hallucinating in the story. It turns out he's getting pneumonia, as he's told by the Ghost of Christmas Present, Superman. <laughs> so if he's on Joey's or well probably not on Joey's list but if Sue has him <laughs> down on your short list Superman is still available <laughs> the Joker very nice I mean you know that, that character is supposed to be scary and it doesn't get much scarier than Joker no so, there you go <laughs> uh, Christmas with the Joker is my favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series Starring <laughs> voice fight Mark Hamill, who's been busy this week. Oh, what you mean getting in fights with Ted Cruz on Twitter? He hasn't done anything else lately, right? No, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's might be my favorite thing about Mark Hamill. I'm plagiarizing someone's tweet, but someone someone tweeted that like, you know, most actors try to distance themselves and not be known as their character, and Mark Hamill's out here just like, no, Luke Skywalker would hate you in canon. <laughs> that was Sean Robert's tweet from Brandon in the eighties. He said something like, Jeepers, don't you hate it when everybody calls you Luke? And Mark Hamill replied to him, actually, I love it. So good on you, Mark Hamill. All right, Joey. I want to get a tiny Tim because they're running low, too. So I'm going to pick from your favorite and go with, uh, this is not a Batman reference, surprisingly, but I'm going to pick Robin. (laughs) Bless us all. Mm-hmm. He was on the top of my list, and then I had to get Michael Caine. So you may have Robin with all of my blessings. He's he's delightful, and he has so you have so much empathy for Robin all the time. He's just such a lovable little guy. 
and he knocks it out of the park in this one. He's got his own song, and it's just the most genuine Robin I can think of, and there, there are a oh. few on my list, but well done. Which mouse is it? Is it Mortimer Mouse in Mickey's Christmas Carol? I think so. Uh, they, well... No, it's like one of the little field mice or something, isn't it? Yes, it's Morty, I believe. Okay. Morty. You're playing Tiny Tim, Morty. <laughs> I think they default to Morty, but I don't think they actually credit either one. There's Morty and then there's Ferdy. They are twin nephews of Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Again, who were used more frequently in, in comics than in animation. But Wasn't Morty the original name Walt wanted to name Mickey and his wife? persuaded him to go with mickey they went with the full mortimer and i think and there is a mortimer mouse character who uh heavily influenced by jimmy durante but then i i am convinced that they named morty as a wink to you know this could have been our main guy (laughs) all right sue you're up with your third pick of the night i'm up well i am finally gonna go ahead and pick a scrooge um, and I have to go with Tim Curry from a 1997 animated version because how can you not pick Tim Curry when you have the option to pick Tim Curry? Oh, I don't think I know this one. 1990. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's the best version, but it has Tim Curry. And that's really I mean, all I need. You can't go wrong with Tim Curry. Unless you were cast him as the Joker. Oh. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to connect everything here. exception that proves every rule. Just connecting the dots. When did he play Joker? I'm not familiar with this. He was the original Joker in Batman the Animated Series, and they did a few episodes, and the people behind the scenes just didn't think it was working out right. In fact, I just listened to a podcast (laughs) with Andrea Romano uh, telling this story uh, a few hours ago. But yeah, they, they just didn't. Um, they weren't feeling it, so she had to recast, and there you go. The rest is history. Hmm. Yeah, and now Mark Hamill is the iconic Joker, really. But no, they. I think they thought Tim Curry just because it's Tim Curry, and he just sounded too evil, even for the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most Tim Curry sentence I can think of. <laughs> I love Tim Curry as Captain Hook on Fox's Peter Pan the Pirates. Yes. I don't Bob's, know. Bob's hammer and tongs. Yeah. You know, that's that has a Christmas Carol episode. Oh. So My favorite Tim Curry is the Red Alert game where he's there's one of the cutscenes, he's delivering some ridiculous line about conquering space and he breaks halfway through it and they just kept it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love me some clues, so that's always. my favorite. Yeah, always. Always. Um so I think I'm going to pick a ghost now. This is a tough one because I, I, I find the ghost to be kind of limited in terms of ones that I just love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pick the one I don't have many options for. For my ghost of Christmas past, I'm going with Jiminy Cricket for Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yes. A miserable mind. <laughs> with his big shiny ghost of Christmas past medal. Mm-hmm. I've always found it, well, not always. As an adult, I've found it weird that he's the ghost of Christmas past and not the Christmas, and not of Christmas present. Because Christmas present has those lines where he's, like, throwing Scrooge's words back at him and stuff. And it seems mm-hmm. like much more of a Jiminy Cricket thing to do. <laughs> yeah, as as a conscience, but... 
Maybe they just wanted to make sure they got him in there early so people saw him. Yeah, that's it, because Jiminy Cricket was still at the time very much a voice for Disney, a voice for hit the educational specials, voice of the fireworks shows at the theme parks. But with Ghost of Christmas Present, you really can't. Willie the Giant is perfect in that role because it's just supposed to be this big presence. Right. And you can't get bigger than a giant. That's that's just science. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up on the internet. All right. So I am I am four down now. You're four down. You're halfway there. Joey, you're up. I'm running out of ghosts here. Uh, see? Yeah, like if I pick whichever ghost I pick now, I'm losing out. My, my third ghost is going to be subpar. So I think I'm going to go with this one regardless. I am taking um, everyone's favorite stoop crone, Carol Kane, as the ghost of Christmas <laughs> present. There she goes. Because she is delightful in Scrooge. Dang, never. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing in Scrooge might be Robert Goulet's Cajun Christmas. <laughs> yes. Goulet. Bob, Bob Goulet, because he was uh, you know, keeping it casual there. It's Christmas. <laughs> Goulet. <laughs> there, there, now I, which means I can't use David Johansson, unfortunately, aka uh, Buster Poindexter, if you will. Nope, he's still on the board. And guess what? It, oh, I already picked Catwoman. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Poindexter is still available for Jonathan. He is a hot, hot, hot like. option. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's get my tiny Tim out of the way and get Gerald McBoing-Boing from Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. <laughs> I'm not sure I can approve of that name. <laughs> Are you not familiar with Gerald McBoing-Boing? <laughs> he was an actual character in a storybook he was a little boy who could only speak in boing sounds and they got like a little uh mouth harp to do his voice uh and the way that they wrote it off in mr magoo's christmas carol is that he was lip syncing while someone off stage was actually singing and that voice who was actually singing was the voice of joan gardner also known uh as tanta kringle in santa claus is coming to town I had never seen Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. I started to watch it last night and found it kind of boring. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, um. I'll be <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, that <laughs> huge Mr. Magoo fan club is going to come after you. Yeah, right. I only know Mr. Magoo from this special. I didn't realize he was his own thing. I was just like, all right, they named a thing. and Didn't realize he had a whole series before this. He's just, he's Scrooge. I feel like they made a live action Mr. Magoo movie sometime in the 90s. Yes, with Leslie Nielsen. Oh. I remember seeing that vaguely. Oh, you, I, I can't recommend it <laughs> as a nice person, but eh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Actually, Mick Foley's son has a running gag every Christmas where he wants to make waffle jelly cakes, which do not exist except in the song Gerald McBoing Boing as Tiny Tim lip syncs in this Christmas Carol special, which, while we're doing fun facts, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol is the first hand-drawn animated holiday program produced for TV. Never would have guessed that. This this one goes back to 1962, which, yeah, it gets dated. But So, 
Fun fact there. I was researching it last night. It predates Rudolph even. Oh, yeah, by two years. Yeah. That's actually surprising. <laughs> it's, it shocked the heck out of me. But there you go. Fun little fact. Jonathan, you're up. Your number four pick. All right. So uh, I'm going to go for my Jacob Marley here. All right. Uh, and I'm going to do Frank Finlay from the 1984 CBS TV version. Oh, because good pull. That is the Jacob Marley that haunted my dreams in, as a child. <laughs> it's, it's so creepy. When we start getting into Marley's, these are going to be good pulls because a lot of them are just nightmarish, which is the idea. But like but that's, I don't that's know why, one. but that, that's the version of uh, Christmas Carol I saw the most. Hmm. And I think it's probably my favorite. That's also the um, uh, George C. Scott is Scrooge version. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's uniformly great, but that that Marley is haunting. <laughs> He's got the contacts in his eyes. Yeah, that's a good one. Looping back around. I only have one good pick for Ghost of Christmas Past, so I'll do that. And I'm going to do uh, Humphrey Bogart from Rich Little's Christmas Carol. <laughs> what? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that on my list, but I did I did check that out. Yeah. Yeah, he was not on my list either, but I definitely know that exists. It sound, I've never seen it, but from the description on Wikipedia, it sounds absolutely insane. <laughs> yep. I guess I just forgot about it as I was doing my list here. You have W.C. Fields as Scrooge in this one. Paul Lind is your Bob Cratchit. <laughs> you, Johnny Carson is nephew Fred. Laurel and Hardy as the solicitors. Johnny Carson. That is some weird, wild stuff. I think the, the Tiny Tim might be the funniest of those. <laughs> Which I'm now sad that I can't use. These are all, yeah, these are, these are all Rich Little impression, doing impressions of these people. It's oh. not the actual people. Well, some of some of them are the real people, but the oh, majority are Rich Little. Okay. Yeah, so he does a Humphrey Bogart for his Ghost of Christmas Past. His Jacob Marley is Richard M. Nixon. Of course. <laughs> yes. Your Ghost of Christmas Present is Peter Falk. <laughs> <laughs> we got Truman Capote as Tidy Tim. Oh, what a list. And the ghost of Christmas yet to come is Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely check this out. This was an HBO special from 1979. If you have HBO Go, it's probably still on there. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I happen to have HBO Go on my phone. I will check. Nope. Apparently the license has expired. Oh, well. Really? Hmm. Might be on YouTube. Don't tell anyone I said that. Uh, nothing dies on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a whole open field of Bob's Cratchit <laughs> to choose from. And unfortunately, my number one pick was Kermit the Frog, but I can't pick him because I already got Michael Caine. But I'm picking up Mickey Mouse. Ah. <laughs> There's still a few good ones on my list here, but I mean, Mickey Mouse is iconic, and that was the first time Mickey Mouse was seen in theaters in, I want to say, 30 or 40 years in the 50s, and then it was all, Disney had that kind of boom in the 50s and 60s, and then you didn't see Mickey again on a big screen until 1983 with this special. Did you have the stuffed Mickey's Christmas Carol characters who I think were from Burger King? 
Mamie McDonald. No. Yeah. What? Yeah, I, I, one of I my grandmothers had that full set. Oh, man. I didn't know these existed. Actually, now that I think about it, I might have seen a Minnie Mouse one as Mrs. Cratchit, which for our purposes tonight will go hand in hand. But Yeah, here's a bunch of pictures. But I might have just written that off as something I've seen in a Disney World store. Yeah, 1984. Wow, I didn't know that was from Burger King. From 1984? Really? I wonder if that was... I'm, I was sure. I can picture being in kindergarten when they came out for some reason. Okay. Because the special was in 1983, but they might have put it on TV the year after, now that I think about it. Because I remember having that on a really, really early tape. Well, they were still playing it on TV, like, in the late 80s and early 90s, because mm-hmm. it was on when I was watching it. So... <laughs> I mean, I think one of the Disney channels still airs it yearly. Yeah. They haven't. They might as well. I was so glad when I went, when I saw you in Florida four years ago, do they do this every year? The windows of the Main Street USA souvenir shop yes. had all the, mm-hmm. the scenes from Mickey's Christmas Carol laid out as a tableau. I think it's still there. I haven't been to Magic Kingdom this year. We went to Epcot instead for our Christmas cavorting. That made me very happy. Yes. Uh, they do a very good job with setting up their Christmas. Uh, even though they do it at, like, the beginning of November, but who am I to complain? Well, Joey, it is your pick, sir. I'm running out of Jacob Marley's on my list here. I have a lot of them I just marked down as traditional because they were generic Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And i um, not a fan of Bob Marley. I am going to be <laughs> stuck here, I think, with... Slappy, and you can't pick Robert. Squirrel. Oh. From the, uh, the Animaniacs version where Mr. Plotz is Scrooge. and A Christmas Plotz. Yes, uh, Ralph is Bob Cratchit. And, the of course, the ghosts are Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. And they all do very short musical numbers. That's right. Good pull. Slappy Squirrel. Thank you to uh, your, your friend's podcast that you tweeted the other week. Because then I listened to that. Oh, the Animaniacast, it's called. I think it might be the only Animaniacs podcast out there, or at least the only one of notoriety. That sounds fabu. (laughs) (laughs) That might be my second favorite Slappy Squirrel appearance behind, of course, Woodstock Slappy, where she and Skippy redo uh, Who's On First with Woodstock bands. (laughs) Who's the band on stage? Who? That's what I'm asking you for. Who is the band on stage? Yes. The name of the band is Yes. No, Yes isn't even at this concert. (laughs) I love that so much. They get the band in there. I forget who else shows up. Who? The name of the band? Who? (laughs) All right, Sue, you're up. All right. Uh, First, I should probably tell you that uh, according to eBay, there's supposedly a vintage Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol plush on here. So... Just so you know, you might want to check that out later. For how much? It was like five bucks, so I'm not oh. really... Okay. Five bucks. You never five. can tell with eBay. I know, right? And I don't know enough about what they look like to even have an opinion on whether it's correct. Five bucks is a steal for uh, Disney Plus, so that's just saying, here, you get this out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um... This, we're getting down to some some tough competition here. I'm getting worried about losing, you know, top picks. But uh, I think I'm going to have to go for the ones that I don't really have good alternates for. So 
My Bob Cratchit, my favorite Bob Cratchit, isn't even Bob Cratchit. It's Grace Cooley, played by Alfre Woodard. Oh, good pick. She was next on my short list. She was number three behind Kermit and Mickey. There you go. I mean, they're, they're all good, but she's she was definitely uh, my, my top pick. I mean, she has to put up with Frank Cross. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> she was abused. Um, but yeah, I just, I love, I mean, for a non-traditional interpretation, uh, I really like that. And then one of my other, I like, actually, this is the first name that came to mind for me when we said we were going to do this, um, which is probably weird. But Ghost of Christmas Present, Edward Woodward from the 1984 uh, TV version of A Christmas Okay. Story. I'm surprised that's already come up here twice as opposed to some other one. Mm-hmm. CBS representing. There you go. It's America's most watched network. <laughs> <laughs> it's a modern classic. <laughs> so is Bobcat Goldthwait not Bob Cratchit technically in Scrooge? No. Well, he's not. He's, the he's Fred. Hmm. I don't know. He's, he's not the assistant to the boss. He's not the assistant no. to Scrooge. Hmm. He's more like the the bean bunny. <laughs> he doesn't have the kids and the sick child. So I say the Bob Cratchit theme is definitely uh, Grace Cooley. All right, six down, two to go. Okay, Joey, you're up. I'm, up. I'm running out of other characters. I feel like I, I felt like I had enough, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should find some more versions of this I've actually seen or read and had to scramble. And now I'm running low. But I guess for my Bob Cratchit, I'll I'll be a big, big, big porky pig. <laughs> that wasn't a great porky at all. It it's good enough, and he's a fabulous, fabulous Bob Cratchit. He was. He is. From the aforementioned Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, one with Yosemite Sam. All right. Oh, I'm, we're back to me. Okay, who haven't I chosen yet? I need a Marley. I need a present, and I need a future. Yeah, those two are gone. Superman's gone. Willie the Giant's gone. I only have one more Ghost of Christmas present on my short list, and that's Ray Middleton from 1954, who also plays uh, the nephew Fred in this special. But Ray Middleton is better known as the first <laughs> actor to play Superman at oh. the 1939 World's Fair. The Ghost of Christmas present Superman? Yeah, twice. <laughs> Not Superman in this. This is a... <laughs> but yeah. Insert Inception noise here. <laughs> right. I wonder if they thought of that when they were making Batman OL. All right, Jonathan, we're back to you. All right. So um, for my Ghost of Christmas present, I'm going for William Shatner <gasps> from the Hallmark movie A Carol Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I'm sure it's terrible because it's a Hallmark Channel movie. <laughs> But it's Captain Kirk. Exactly. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I, I definitely am going to catch that one. Because it sounds crazy. Is that one that was a musical? Because um, I know I looked, I, I know I came across that when I was researching, but right. see. Shatner would have to be spoken music. <laughs> uh, it makes no mention of singing here. Come in and know me better, man. <laughs> My terrible, terrible Shatner impression there. But he he also plays Doctor Bob, whatever that is. Doctor oh, the cast for this is insane. It has Tori Spelling, Gary Coleman is the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yes, he was on my short list. That's right. He was way down there, just just like, well, I'm not gonna, probably not gonna get this or this or this. Ooh, 
fellow Trek alumni James Cromwell is uncredited as Ghost of Christmas Future. Mm. Speaking of Star Trek, have, we've all named Scrooge, right? Uh, Joey still has his Scrooge. Oh, okay. Well, I, I will. And I have a feeling I know who he's going to pick for that one, so he's saving it for last. But I will keep that my, <laughs> my pocket. Then. So uh, I, I'd like to thank all of you for leaving this for me, but for my Bob Cratchit, I've got Kermit the Frog. Well done. In round seven, Kermit the Frog. I mean, you've got star power with Kermit, but the Bob Cratchit character is not... I mean, obviously it's important because it's kind of the driving motivation for Scrooge's change a little bit. Yes. But he's not in there a whole lot, so it doesn't really matter who's playing him. (laughs) Very true. Okay, let's see. I need a Marley and I need a Future. I feel like you and I are about to go head to head because we've been really close on a lot of picks and those are the two I have left. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's see. Okay. For my Marley. There's a pig out there for Bob Cratchit, if anyone needs that. No, I got Porky Pig. Yeah, he's got Porky Pig. But he plays Porky Pig in two different versions. Oh, he does it in the other one, too? Yeah. All right. Well, my top two Marleys are still on the table, so... Okay, I'm picking the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come from the 1999 version of A Christmas Carol. (laughs) (laughs) With Patrick Stewart, because it's just this shadowy oh man it's it's perfect the, the way they did it where it was i think some cgi is involved but it's 1999 cgi and it's not bad it's just terrifying enough where you wouldn't want to run into this guy uh portrayed by tim potter out of the ones that are left my top was pete um from mickey's christmas carol who i just found out as a parent watching mickey mouse clubhouse pete is supposed to be a cat what yeah <laughs> I just thought he was like a wolf creature or something. Right? Yeah. No. But if you go all the way back to Pete's appearance as in Steamboat Willie, that's definitely a cat. But at some point, he just kind of morphed into this cattish, doggish creature. And I guess especially when you have him next to Goofy and Goof Troop, that just makes it even more like, what are you? No, he's a cat. Pete the Cat. They refer to him as that more than once. And he's a sucker for a ball of yarn. So is Patrick Stewart's Ghost of Christmas Future, is that the one that has glowing eyes? Yes. Yeah. And his human hands. He looks like he should have, like, bony skeleton hands, but he has a human hand, which makes it creepier. Yeah. Yep. Those are just weird gloves that he wears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are my human gloves. I did not like the Ghost of Christmas Future in Scrooge. I just remember that I did not see that movie when I was 10 because just the little bits of <laughs> commercials scared me off. He was my number two just because that was a good one with, with all the the hard wiring. <laughs> That's one of the few instances where you see what's under the cloak of the Ghost of Christmas Future. <laughs> and yeah, again, that was disturbing. We got some good picks for that one. All right, Joey, you have a Scrooge and you have a Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> you, you got my Scrooge. I had so many Scrooges. I had I had Scrooges to lose. So I'm going with our new good friend, Bill Gavin, <laughs> the Scrooge from the Honey Nut Cheerios ad who loves his customary gruel. My customary gruel will suffice, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm splicing that back into this one too. Yeah, but honey, the Cheerios blends golden honey and crunchy nuts. I said to 
Did you say honey and nuts? Did you say honey and nuts? I knew that was going to be your Scrooge, and I knew as we got down to like round three and round four, you still had your Scrooge open. I'm like, I know what he's doing. Can I tell you really quick about a stupid Scrooge I found? Yes, let's talk about Scrooges now that they're all gone. <laughs> I found a Roddy Piper Christmas bit. He was on my short I... list. <laughs> it was so dumb. And it was just okay, Roddy but Piper doing It's awful. Awesome. But, but I didn't Jack... know who anyone else in was who else was in it. Like I was like, I'm expecting a bunch of 80s wrestlers. No, I don't know who any of these people are. I couldn't research and find out who they were, so I couldn't put them on my list. It was so stupid. Yeah. Well, now I'm, now I'm thinking of what an 80s wrestler Christmas Carol would be. <laughs> this was like it's on just, one of the tapes that you would order. <laughs> it's just like Roddy Piper in bed as Scrooge and just, you know, being a smart aleck back to the ghosts and everyone. But they're just like, I don't know who they were, just random actors. I was expecting, you know, Earthquake to come in as one of them. But right? No. no. Well, this is back. I have 1985 as the year this came out. So if you think back to WrestleMania 1 and the production value on that gym, <laughs> you can tell what's going on here. Not, not a lot of production value. And it's just this bizarre thing that, yeah. When, when we're done with this, we should record a bonus podcast <laughs> casting the 1980s wrestler Christmas Carol. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Next year's season finale. Who's on board? <laughs> or season premiere for all I care <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that alright I'll kind of pencil everyone in for that okay. okay Sue we're on you you have a Jacob Marley to choose from and a future uh, I'm desperately searching for a ghost of Christmas yet to come I really didn't think that that would happen okay I made no other choices. Well, and all the other options I had have all have all gone. However, I am going to get my first chance, my first choice for Jacob Marley because I'm actually taking Robert and Jacob Marley, oh. Waldorf and Statler, oh. a at Christmas Carol. We're Marley and Marley. <laughs> exactly. It took me twenty some odd years to realize the joke behind naming the other one Robert Marley. Mm. I did not get that <laughs> until in the last five years. And I was just like, oh, oh, well done. If it makes you feel better, you just told me. Because I never thought about <laughs> it. I never thought about it. I forget who it was, but I read somewhere recently that the only thing that one of my friends doesn't like about the Muppet Christmas Carol is that they went with Statler and Waldorf as, as dueling Jacob Marley's and they thought that took away from the source material. But honestly, the Muppets one is so faithful to the source material in almost every other facet, at, well, as faithful as a Muppet movie can be, uh-huh. that this this was still perfect casting for me. Yep, I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> They have a great song. They have a great couple of jokes. And they tell, you know, Michael Caine tries to squeeze in a few jokes in there, too. And they tell him, leave the jokes for the bears! Or leave the comedy to the bears! And that was just a good throwaway line that I left, I mean, showing it to the kids this year. And my son kind of looks at me. He's like, he's three years old. He doesn't understand that joke. I'm like, I'll tell you later. All right, I'm going to have to dig deep. I'm going to have to dig so, so deep. So I don't know if you follow me on Twitter very much, but I didn't exactly tell people what I was up to, but I kept talking about 
a Christmas Carol and asking people their opinions on, you know, who's the best Scrooge and what do you like? And I did see that. Oh my goodness, do people have strong feelings? <laughs> <laughs> Not a Christmas Carol. Strong, strong feelings. Um, so uh, one of the ones that stood out as a favorite that kind of surprised me was the 1951 um, yeah. star Alistair Sim. Mm-hmm. So just as a nod to that, I will take my spirit of Christmas future from that movie uh, played by a Polish actor whose name I will completely get wrong now. It is perhaps Cezla Konarski, something like that. That sounds right. Something like that. Uh, often cited as C. Konarski, and we know why, because I can't pronounce <laughs> the name. Um, so I will, I will choose him to be to, to round that out and as an as a sort of a, a tip of my hat to all those people who rather passionately defended that as being one of the very best versions uh, out there. And as a favorite. Uh, that's another one. That's another Ghost of Christmas feature with human hands. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them is just black cloak. This is a black and white movie, 1951, but for so many people this is the definitive version of a Christmas carol and maybe it's just because we're all younger like in our 30s and 40s but i don't know i mean it's i can see the merit of it as being a classic film but as far as christmas carols go i can think of five more that i like better traditional and non-traditional but hey good pick well done clearly for the most part i I go for the funny ones yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's uh yep so there you go. All right. I got all my top picks except for that one. Yes. Very good drafting by Sue. As we go back on these, uh, all of these are looking very, very nice. All right, Joey, round out your cast with your ghost of Christmas past. I did not mean to make that rhyme. <laughs> uh, really quick side note. I had the Wikipedia entry for Mickey's Christmas Carol open for a while. Yes. And just noticed it says what movie it ran before. There's a poster with both of them on it. Uh-huh. It is The Rescuers. Oh, I was way off. Yeah. I never think about The Rescuers being that old. But I, yeah. I guess it says it is. chickens of a package for the holiday season. Well, The Rescuers was, oh, I want to say 77 or 78. And this was a re-release. I do remember seeing that. But again, with all these re-releases, I don't remember what years they come out. Everybody only remembers the year they first came out. But Wow. Okay. Hmm. So I'm running out of characters here, and I'm running out of, of spots on my, my Excel file. So um, the, the only pretty much Ghost of Christmas Past I have left is someone who ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ghostbusters. Uh, what, what's the t-shirt about the Muppets? <laughs> I appreciate yeah. the Muppets on a much deeper level than you. Yeah, that only with Ghostbusters for me. <laughs> nice. So in Xmas marks the spot on the real Ghostbusters, uh, the guys go back in time through a portal in the snow and end up in in Dickensian times and yes. catch the ghost of Christmas, all three, you know, the Christmas ghost, right. and make Scrooge very very happy that he got they got rid of him and he gives them like a coin and nothing more for it, <laughs> and then it changes the future and in the future 
you know, it's a Christmas humbug and then everyone is miserable at Christmas time because they hate it because Scrooge's book influenced history, apparently. So they go back and have to convince, they have to redo it with the ghosts and Peter, Winston and Ray play them. And Peter gets most of the play and yes. he is the ghost of Christmas past wearing a tutu and flares and some flashlights. And he runs around <laughs> Scrooge in a wheelchair with a viewfinder in front of him showing it. I don't know how they made a viewfinder of the school that Scrooge went to. I assume they found a toy of it in our times. Yeah, possibly. So sounds yeah, like so, there, sounds like there was a lot of cocaine at that animation studio. It was written by J. Michael Straczynski of Babylon five really? Spider-Man fame. But yeah, so I'm going with Peter Venkman. So I do get a, a, um, a Bill Murray, even though it's not Frank Cross. There you go. Nice pull. Well, that's actually Lorenzo Music. Oh, you're right. It is. It's not Dave Coulier. No, it's it's early enough that it's still Lorenzo Music. Much more famous of being the voice of Garfield for years and years and years. And a Garfield Christmas special is a favorite because of the line, whoever invented Christmas trees should be drug out into the street and shot. <laughs> in a cartoon for children. <laughs> Back in my day, all they had was wood-burning cats. Think of <laughs> That's such a good one. Oh, and, I got to do that next year. And Frank Welker is now Garfield. Is and he? And he was Ray Stans and Slimer. Hmm. And he's my favorite voice actor. Man, that Garfield-Ghostbusters connection runs deep. That water runs <laughs> deep. All right. My last pick is for Jacob Marley, and I'm going to go with an actor much better known for playing another ghost in film. I'm going with Alec Guinness, who played Marley in the 1970 musical version of Scrooge. And he we basically nice. have the same shortlist. Do we? <laughs> yeah, he, he was on my list as well. Uh, he has a nice little song called See the Phantoms, and I, I had a pretty deep list of because, again, as I brought up, Jacob Marley portrayals are very good at being very creepy, but I had to go with I had to go with Obi-Wan, man. <laughs> and his is also just genuinely unsettling. And the way he sings his song and his manner of speaking as Marley is just I wouldn't want to wake up to that. But also on my list here is uh <laughs> Uh, the Franken Bass animated special The Stingiest Man in Town has a really unsettling Marley as the knocker. His face is just like, whoa, and it pops up at you. It actually reminded me of bringing it back to Garfield from the Halloween special, if you ever saw that. Ooh. And they go into this haunted house with the old man, and the first time you see him, his face just kind of, and the the camera, quote unquote, for an animated special just kind of shakes and zooms in and out of his face. That's what this... Marley does in the stingiest man in town. And it's just like, duh. So that was my number two. <laughs> but I'm going with Alec Guinness. Genuine class. All right. And for our Simpsons final. reference, <laughs> Simpsons did everything. All right. Well, to bring it home, I guess. Do it. You have a ghost of Christmas pass. So I do want to mention my, my second pick, Scrooge. Do it. <laughs> was Data. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't. We don't have any pulls from that one. I should have watched that. I mean, you wouldn't if you were making a real Christmas Carol. You wouldn't want that because, like, yeah, probably. I mean, it's data. He's not gonna under like understand why what's going on is important from an emotional standpoint. But still, 
you know, it's funny, I guess. Anyway, um, so T- Tiny Tim's all I got left. So I've not seen this person play this character, but he's apparently a Tiny Tim all-star because he played him in two different versions of Christmas Carol. And it's a young actor named Ben Tibber. He played him in, he played Tiny Tim in a 1999, I think it was a BBC version, and then in a 2000 American TV version. Hmm. I have him down in the Charles Dickens, Patrick Stewart version. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that, that would be the 99. That's the 99 one. Oh, yeah, I have him too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're going to have a Tiny Tim, you want a professional. And you want there a, you go. <laughs> He was down at the bottom of my short list. Right above him, I had Richard Beaumont from the 1970 musical again. My other pick, because the others had been taken, was uh, Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get into who else was on our short list, let's run down our Christmas Carol cast, our all-star Christmas Carol cast that we draft. Jonathan has Scrooge McDuck. Kermit the Frog, Frank Finley from the 1984 Christmas Carol as Jacob Marley, Wilma Flintstone as Belle, <laughs> Ben Tibber as Tiny Tim, Humphrey Rich Little as Humphrey Bogart as the Ghost of Christmas Past, William Shatner as the Ghost of Christmas Present, and the Joker as the Ghost of Christmas Future. I want to see this thing. <laughs> Hollywood, send me however many million dollars it would take to get that made. <laughs> and we can have it in in theaters by next Christmas. Beautiful. My list is Michael Caine as Scrooge, Mickey Mouse as Bob Cratchit, Alec Guinness as Jacob Marley, Karen Allen as Belle, Gerald McBoing Boing from Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol as Tiny Tim, Catwoman as the Ghost of Christmas Past, Ray Middleton from the 1954 Christmas Carol as the Ghost of Christmas Present, and Tim Potter from 99's BBC Christmas Carol as the Ghost of Christmas Future. Joey has Bill Gavin from the Honey Nut Cheerios commercial as his Scrooge, the only choice for him, (laughs) (laughs) with Porky Pig opposite as Bob Cratchit, Slappy Squirrel as Jacob Marley, (laughs) Laura Fraser from 99 as Belle, Robin the Frog as Tiny Tim, Porky Pig and Robin the Frog. Again, with the frog-pig pairing. (laughs) Wow. Well done, Joey. That would be inappropriate. (laughs) Careful monitoring on that situation. (laughs) (laughs) He's the nephew. Uh, Peter Venkman uh, being portrayed by Lorenzo Music as the Ghost of Christmas Past. Carol Kane from Scrooged as the Ghost of Christmas Present. And Pete the Cat, apparently, from Mickey's Christmas Carol as the Ghost of Christmas Future. Two of my three ghosts are Pete's. Half of your list is animated. Well done. (laughs) It's so bizarre. Love it. You have one, two, three actual humans in your thing. Four are animated and one's a Muppet. (laughs) <laughs> the other two are women and then you have Bill Gavin whose name we didn't even know until a couple of weeks ago I love it and Sue has Tim Curry as Scrooge Alfre Woodard as Cratchit in her Gracie Cooley character from Scrooged 
Uh, Jacob and Robert Marley from The Muppet Christmas Carol. Robin Wright as Belle. Tweety Bird as Tiny Tim. Jiminy Cricket as the Ghost of Christmas Past. Edward Woodward from 1984 as A Christmas Carol as the Ghost of Christmas Present. And I forget the actor's name, but the uh, Ghost of Christmas... C. Konarski. C. Konarski. There you go. C. Konarski. From the 1951 Scrooge. Yes. Oh, good casts, everyone. So who else was on everybody's shortlist? Did anyone have any other notable Scrooges on theirs? I know I had Mr. Magoo up there. I mean, all the other ones were mentioned. Patrick Stewart. Uh, nobody ended up with Bill Murray. No. I had Albert Finney from 1970 up there. I had to put Jack Palance in the middle of my pack just in case. Yes. More Batman references. Yep. I had Batman up there, too, but I decided to go with Catwoman from Batman Noel. Do check that out. It, it's a decent read. It's festive. Leave me who are. It's very good. Yes. Uh, I had Oscar the Grouch as Scrooge on mine. Oh, yeah! <laughs> From the special Sesame Street Christmas. Not Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. The one that came after that where Michael Jackson shows up. What? From But it's 1978, Michael Jackson. What? Uh, no, that's a completely different version. Oh, than is the one it? I saw. The, oh, no. The one I saw, it was like a direct-to-video, like, 30-minute oh, they do it again? Thing. Okay. Oh yeah, I found this relatively it's, recently. Okay. It's only from ten years ago. Okay. Tim Curry is the narrator. The, the one you were describing sounds way more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think it's separate parts. But Michael Jackson's in this one. I don't think he's part of the Christmas Carol part. I think that's the one with Oscar as Scrooge. Maybe he did it twice. I wouldn't put it past Sesame Street. I mean, they've only been on the air for what, like forty-eight years now. Since roughly the fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah, here's a bunch of clips of Michael Jackson, a special Sesame Street Christmas from 1978. There it is. It's only like a minute and a half, minute 15. Yeah. Here's a bunch of pictures of him hanging out with Oscar, though. There it is. My only other notable Scrooge on my short list was uh, Rowan Atkinson as Ebenezer Blackadder. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and I also had uh, Robbie Coltrane on my list as the Ghost of Christmas Past if I needed him. Oh, um, the the other funny one that I found was uh, Beavis. Beavis, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that happened from the episode uh, Humbug. Yes, <laughs> my friend brought that up when I was telling him about this project. He was like, "Oh, didn't Beavis and Butthead do one?" That was going to be my example. Well, if you choose Beavis as your Scrooge, you may not choose Butthead as your Ghost of Christmas Past. I believe he the role he played. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. It's been too long. Anybody have other notable Bob's Cratchit in their short lists? Uh, Barney Rubble. Of course. Barney. <laughs> That's another good one. And that was the first one where you had the Flintstones celebrating Christmas and everybody just kind of cocked their heads like, what? <laughs> That's not how time works. But as I've said before this season, the Flintstones live in a post-apocalyptic future. In the uh, 97 animated that had Tim Curry as Scrooge, they have Michael York voicing Bob Cratchit. Really? Yeah. 97? 97. That's the same year he was in Austin Powers. The ah. voice of Count Vertigo from Batman the Animates. <laughs> That's right. It's actually, I watched a good bit of it. It's a, it's a fun cast. Any other notable Bob Cratchits on your list? Yeah. How about 
How about Jacob Marley? I had a few. I Another terrifying animated one. There was a 1971 animated Christmas Carol that was almost mirroring the 1951 movie because you had Alistair Sim back as Scrooge. And you mm-hmm. had a lot of the characters back for that. And, and Michael Hordern played Jacob Marley here. But the way they animated him was just he had this his eyes kind of bugged out and his mouth was super wide and he just the moan. And that was another one that was really disturbing. And then another one they had, uh, Oh, I mentioned stingiest man in town. Yep. That was it. My second choice. If I didn't get the one I wanted, was going to be uh, Nicholas cage from Christmas Carol, the movie in 2001. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Cause it just, uh, I've not, I've not seen it, but it sounds insane because <laughs> You know, Nicolas Cage is not the right person to play that role. <laughs> I originally had Goofy on my list, but I said, he's not a good Marley. It's a good gag, but you want to go a little more serious. like. And besides, it, it contradicts known science that all dogs go to heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Statler and Waldorf had that perfect um, balance of, of sheer terror as much as Muppets can do in comedy. But they drove the point home. They had a whole song to do it, so maybe that helped. I uh, I also had was going to give a shout-out to Royal Dano, who played the voice in Mr. Magoo. Okay, yeah, that was another good animated uh, one. Actors had such better names back in the day. They really <laughs> did. I had, for my second choice for Belle, I had Jane Keen, who was the Mr. Magoo Belle. She had a, a solo number, Winter Was Warm. And I just, that's one of the ones I remember from that special. Can I just complain for a minute? That Do it. When I was doing research on this, why they felt the need to change the name of that character. She's not always Belle. She's um, Alice. She's, oh. I don't know, she's been a few different, when you go back to some of the historical ones, mm-hmm. it's just like, why? I why don't are know. you doing Some of them have her as Isabel. I know yes. when Daisy Duck takes her turn, she's Isabel. In the 1971, yes. I brought up a few times the musical, she's Isabel in that. I don't know why they do that. I, it, it just, it's confusing. Bell. And it's Christmassy. And, and like, Christmas <laughs> Bell. Right? So yeah, that was, that was annoying. Well, just that, trying to find a, enough, you know, actresses or you know, characters, whatever, that have played that role was hard. Like, I wound up with five on my list and just had to hope and pray no one took one of them. <laughs> I was going to say, then you start knocking stuff off yourself because you're picking stuff from the same movie and then you can't pick that one anymore. Right. I wasn't going to go with Meredith Braun from The Muppets because she had that song that was so unfavored it got cut from the movie. Hmm. Yes, if you have certain versions of the Muppet Christmas Carol, they put, uh, they shoo in a bell song called When Love Is Gone, which pairs nicely with that last bit song from the very end of the movie, uh, The Love We Found, and they go hand in hand. But I guess it just didn't test well with audiences when they were testing the movie, and so they, they cut it. And people who love that movie are split between whether or not that's a good song or not. I don't mind it. It's not great. But when I choose to watch it, I have a version on DVD where it lets me choose. Uh, But if I choose the one with the song, then it's the 
full screen version. <laughs> and I don't have a full screen TV anymore like I did when I bought the DVD. So eh, let's skip this song. Sacrifices must be made. Huh? Yes. Any other notable Tiny Tims we didn't mention? Ralph's son is Tiny Tim in the Animaniacs one. And then he grows <laughs> up to be sort of Scrooge himself. Yeah. He takes over Mr. Plotz's job. <laughs> the only other Tiny Tim I thought was interesting at all was um, Truman Capote from The Rich Little Thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was Truman Capote. Just, that sounds absolutely bonkers. Yes. Ghost of Christmas Past. Anyone have David Johansson didn't get picked. I mentioned nope. him, yeah. We mentioned him and he's no. Well, I mean everybody got their Scrooge picks out there. Yep. So now, I will say that uh the two thousand nine animated uh I thought Jim Carrey did a better he did all the ghosts. And I thought was, he did a better job with the ghosts than he did with Scrooge. If they'd cast a different Scrooge, I would have been much happier with the movie. I agree. He was on my short list for Ghost of Christmas Past, and I think that's it besides Robin Wright. But that I was, was afraid one. afraid to watch that one. Uh, watch it for the Ghost of Christmas Past. I'm going to say it right there. Um, they do this effect where his head is a candle flame mm-hmm. with Jim Carrey's face inside it. Because it's, it's for those of who aren't familiar, this is a 2009 anima- a CGI animation by Robert Zemeckis, who had just come off doing the Polar Express. So if you've seen the Polar Express, and you have strong opinions about the animation of the Polar Express, now think of that, but A Christmas Carol, and instead of Tom Hanks being everybody, Jim Carrey is everybody. So that you also get Gary Oldman and oh, that's um, right. You have Gary Oldman as uh, Cratchit and Marley. Was he Cratchit and Marley? He was. Yeah, and and Tiny Tim and Tiny Tim. Yeah, well, they did that weird thing. And then some actual child provided the voice for Tiny Tim. Right. That's how they. That's how they did the Polar Express. It's just like, well, it's Tom Hanks's face, allegedly. I don't know. That's. Weird. I mean, I'll love Robert Zemeckis forever for Back to the Future. But... Can I would we get like a to... movie where uh, where uh, Tom Hanks plays all of Jim Carrey's roles? <laughs> oh, I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> Has Toy Story had a Christmas Carol special yet? Probably not. They had a Christmas special. But they had a Christmas, Christmas special, but not a Christmas Carol mm-hmm. one. And that one was barely a Christmas one. That had, like, Toy Story the Time for God, and it was dinosaurs that were toys for their new owner. Or I don't think it was even Bonnie's toys. I think it was, I don't know. It was a weird one. And the only, like, connection it had to anything holiday was that there was a Christmas tree with a talking ornament. So, I don't know if you're going to cover the other ghosts. Oh, yeah. Who you got? But, oh. Well, I did want to give a shout out to the fact that Whoopi Goldberg voices Ghost of Present in the 1997 animated. That's yeah. right. I want to give a shout out to Jane Krakowski as Ghost of Christmas Past in the um, uh, in the Frasier, not Frasier, but um, ah. <laughs> I forgot the actor's name all of a sudden. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. That's right. Because she's wearing basically nothing and like pole dances on Scrooge beds. Yep. Scrooge's bed. It's very strange. <laughs> forgot about that one i don't know how but <laughs> i 
am creeped out by Joel Gray as the Ghost of Christmas cast in the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. He kind of creeps me out as an actor. I only ever think I never saw um, what Chicago or Cabaret. Yeah. He's just a creepy dude to me. Except in one of my favorite Christmas specials, of course, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, who was he in that? Isn't he um Mr. Trundle? Might be. Or is he yeah. The, no, or, he's, or is he the the mouse? Oh, I think he's Mr. Trundle. Might be both. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, now that I'm looking at a picture from uh, Joel Gray's A Ghost of Christmas Past, this is odd. He's cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his character didn't really have any point in Buffy either. Yeah. <laughs> shots, shots fired. There it is. <laughs> but I love Mr. Trundle's clock. Kerplunk. Kerplooey. Well, thank you all for participating in our first annual Christmas Carol. Also, I don't know. We're not doing this again. Why am I calling it first annual? <laughs> Once is enough. We could do it again. Uh, we can. Yeah, based on how many versions are out there and how many they're likely to record between now and, and next year. <laughs> I can't believe how many there are. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I would like to issue a formal complaint to these streaming services of the world that, like, there are... Amazon had one or two versions, I think. Netflix has no versions of Christmas Carol. Really? Get on this. I mean, Netflix's Christmas movie selection in general is... Sparse. Not good. (laughs) Yeah. I've watched that Curious George one like five times, but no Christmas Carol connection. I want to mention another version. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, I was going to say we're going to DVR some, so we won't see them until after this. There you go. Because Comcast has them coming, but they're, they're not Ah, yes. That's strange. Why wait that's until a, the week of Christmas? There's 800 versions of this movie. How can you have none of them? The, people should be, yeah, people should be marathoning these. That, that seems like it actually took effort now that you put it that way. You could do one a night if you wanted to from December 1st through Christmas. And I would, oh, I, I would yeah, venture I a guess that, like, at least For half years. of them are public domain at this point. Oh, yeah. Your mention of a Kelsey Grammer reminded me of this one I found that I sent to Mike that should not count. It is an American Carol, which is a weird, like, uh, super right-wing one. It oh, counts. I that on my list. Who did you have? Uh, yes. well, it's Bob Cratchit. Or no, no, no. Um, Jacob Marley. is John F. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that would have been funny. <laughs> it also has a uh, uh, Gary Coleman in it as well. Really? As Bacon Stains Malone? Oh what? no! <laughs> I don't know. This movie looks like a hot mess. Uh, I'm staying far away from that one. Yes, you should. Okay. I think that one is by the same people that did the um, Michael Moore parody documentary thing this is a parody of michael moore he's the uh the scrooge here only it's it's chris farley's brother as a parody of michael moore as the scrooge character in this that's a sentence you just said (laughs) (laughs) so get out there for your hot hot christmas slash political takes i guess (laughs) so yeah that exists don't see it on that note, uh, let's tell everyone where they can come and visit you at the stroke of one on the internet. Uh, Jonathan, where can people find you? Well, do not come to my house at after midnight. Okay. First of all, stay outside. <laughs> but um, my podcast is at discography.cool. And uh, 
it's uh, our my podcast is we me and my sidekick we uh we pick an artist and then we listen to all their studio albums and record one episode per album we're slowly working our way through the entirety of music and then i'm on twitter at other jmac sue where can we find you um, online, you can find me at buysuelondon.com. You can also find me at all of your lovely e-tailers. Um, and for Christmas, I have a lovely 99-cent novella called A Common Christmas. You can either get it in ebook or audio. Ooh, audio. Audio. Okay. And you can find me at CMDRSUE. That's Commander Sue, uh, because my nerd roots go deep, and I've been Commander <laughs> Sue London since the early 90s. Well done. Joey? You can find me on the tweets at I'm gonna DJ 24 and on Why Not Radio, which is at whynotradio.net. And when is this going to air, this podcast? Christmas Eve. Hooray! Uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's, we are counting out our top 217 songs of 2017 oh, wow. as part of our year-end poll. Man, that gets longer and longer every year. They used to do that when this was an actual FM radio station in the 90s. That's how far back Joey and I go. Uh, but 217, yeah, we, That's wow. too many songs. We add one song every year, <laughs> yeah, well, so that's yeah. 216. And did you start with Josh 200 of 200? Yeah, that's right, you did. Yeah, so Josh and I record the whole thing in one day, and then we get super loopy by the end and silly, so... <laughs> Accurate. Well, thank you all for joining me and helping me close out this short but festive first season at the Advent Calendar House. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'll see you. Merry Christmas. Yes. God, God bless, bless us, everyone. everyone. Bless us all. <laughs> with playful years, with noisy games and joyful tears, we reach for you. Thanks for listening to the Advent Calendar House, and a huge thank you to all my guests this first season. Brandon Medley, Carlin Trammell, Joey O, Chad Young, Sarah Shea, Jonathan McFarlane, and Sue London. Thank you to Simplecast for being as simple as advertised. Thank you to my wife for being patient and understanding whenever I kicked her out of our room once every week or so to record. And thanks to all of you who told a friend about the show. I made a few new friends this month, and no one is a failure who has friends. Say hi to me on Twitter at AdventCalHouse. So that's it for 2017. I am sure for a full advent calendar of 24 episodes next December. But since this is a salute to all holidays, but mostly the Christmas ones, don't be surprised if you see a bonus episode or several sneak into the feed a lot sooner than next advent. You can find the feed at adventcalendar.house or in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. But for now, only one more sleep till Christmas. Good night, everybody.